today on Shepherding the Sheep podcast. Uh, Jason Vaughn is discussing reconciliation, and we will be discussing uh, different important elements of reconciliation, such as what does it mean, what are some common errors in reconciliation, what are some mistakes people are prone to make, uh, but also looking at how do we reconcile and looking at reconciliation from God's perspective. Good day. We are live for this pods, uh, this podcast, uh, live on YouTube. Not sure, uh, not who else is with us, but uh, uh, so hopefully. Uh, but we're back today, and with a very important discussion. As I mentioned in the introduction, uh, this introduction would be, in my opinion, Christianity one hundred and one. Uh, and yet, uh, to say one hundred and one. Uh, I also would like to say that I believe this may be one of the most difficult uh, actions that people have to commit. And so today we're going to talk about how to reconcile with one another. So um, just so you know, also that uh, we have a series of questions on the issue, uh, some experiences, uh, navigating the issue. And of course, uh, Gina and I uh, live in a world where I have to ask forgiveness and I, I have to do it. You have to do it. Yes, sir. Yep. And so uh, by no means does that make us experts, but I do believe uh, that that because of the nature of, of our job, that a lot of times we have to deal with this, not only in our own lives, but help, help other people think through it. And so today's podcast uh, just Kind of that, like, you know, if you were reading the warning label, uh, you know, at the end of the movie, it says no, no historical figures were intended, blah, blah, blah. Uh, listen, nobody, nobody comes to mind today in the podcast. Uh, and yet I can tell you that in seven years of being in Las Vegas, that uh, there are experiences that I have walked with people through that I believe people think they're all alone in. And they kind of think, oh, no, my situation's unique. I'm the only one that ever struggled with this. And sitting in my chair and being in the position that I'm in, I can safely say with no problem that uh, you're not alone, that chances are if I've talked to you about this issue and we've kind of worked through this issue, what you should know is that uh, there's at least 10 to 15 other people easily that have worked through this issue and I can tell from even online engagement and from other areas of life that there are people that are struggling through this that just don't have the, the courage or the, or maybe the desire or maybe have thought about coming forward and asking the elders to help them walk through reconciliation either. And so uh, what I'm trying to say is that this is a common, common, common problem. And because it's a very common problem, uh, one, this is not unique to anybody. And two, uh, there are people out there that probably haven't even thought that they need to have this fixed in their life and that uh, you may be doing reconciliation wrong and uh, you may hear this podcast and go, well, that's not the way I do it at all. And I would just want to encourage you that uh, I don't have you in mind specifically, but uh, you may need to kind of come out of this podcast and go, you know what, I need to do it differently. And so uh, that is a possibility uh, on, a, on a topic like this. And so, uh, but listen, if you're the kind of, I just want to say up front, if you're the kind of person that, that comes into life and says, I don't, I don't need to reconcile with other people, uh, or if you can't remember the last time you asked somebody for forgiveness, uh, I would just want to challenge you that 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 is not normal to life. 
uh, and not normal to a Christian life. And so, uh, right, pride gets in the way and says, I don't need to reconcile. I didn't do anything wrong. Uh, and and pride pride will eat you alive. It eats you from the inside out. Right. And it's a slow killer. And if if I could run the pandemic numbers on pride, uh, you would COVID would not even be in your top fifteen fears. Pride would be one through fifteen. Right. And you would you would be so scared of the the pandemic numbers of pride because it kills a hundred percent of its people. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you said it's a one on one issue, and um, I think it's one of the first things we come across. Uh, with as a believer, the, the reality that you know God has forgiven us, yet um, the reality in that life in our life be, that being true uh, is something that you actually grow into more and more as you mature. And, and the sign of a mature believer, or I would even say an authentic believer, is someone that does know how to forgive and does know how to reconcile or pursues it as a uh, as not a bottom priority, but as absolute top priority. Would you say the same? I, I agree. I I have, um, I mean, I think we mentioned this in another podcast of Hills to Die On, and I think I've said, even from the pulpit a few times, that if if you're not pursuing reconciliation with people you have sinned against, then uh, I believe the Bible, I believe God does not want you to feel comfortable in your salvation because you actually may not be saved. And that goes back to to Matthew 18 and the parable that Jesus gives between uh, the man who's thrown in prison and then forgiven his debt by the judge. And the debt he's forgiven by the judge, right, is not like, you know, it's not like the guy owed him a Coke, you know, like, hey, man, this guy owed me a, uh, you know, a $15 or, or, you know, a 50 cent Coke. This guy owed you know, a billion dollars, you know, he made the, the U S the U S national debt look like chump change. And, um, when he turns around and then refuses to forgive the guy that basically owes him a Coke, you know, the, the judge basically calls him out and, uh, says, you know, Matthew 18, 32, you wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not also have had mercy on your fellow slave right? in the same way that I had mercy on you? And, and I would just right there, stop gap. Like Mm -hmm. that, that is the criteria. Like the fact that God has had mercy on us, his expectation is that we would live by and show the same kind of mercy to other people. And that passage is uh, so so interesting because that entire chapter, I mean, it starts with humility, right? The greatest. Yes. Um, and it kind of starts building to this narrative of, or, or the parable of the, uh, of that unforgiving servant. Um, yes. And, and really that's the epitome of pride. Yes. Oh unwilling, yeah. Unwilling to forgive. Yeah. yeah. I, I always want to kind of ask people that are unwilling to forgive, uh, who, who say, well, I, I love the Lord. And I always want to say, well, that's great, man. Like God, God forgave you your, your sins, past, present, future, uh, the ones you see and the ones you don't see. Uh, but apparently you're too good to forgive somebody else their sins. Like, right. You know, and I, somehow in our minds, we just are not being willing to forgive. Like you, you don't understand. Like you have no idea how I feel right now or what it feels like to be treated this way. Yes. So we're not discounting the pain. No, of course not. You know, um, but we are saying that reconciliation is greatly, greatly important, especially if we understand that we've been reconciled to our Savior. Yes, agreed. Uh, it's interesting, Ephesians 4, right? Uh, I implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. That's four one, uh, With all humility and gentleness, with patience. And 4 through 6 is kind of now take that doctrine and apply it, right? Mm-hmm. So here you are applying the doctrine to the way you live. And, uh, he says, you're going to need to be patient and show tolerance. And I think that's a recognition that you don't live in a perfect world. And so other people are even going to act in such a way to where sometimes you're going to have to just bite your tongue and be patient and be tolerant for their behavior that maybe, or maybe not you, you would, you know, that most likely you would not endorse or sign off on right uh, yeah later on in the chapter it says be kind and compassionate to one another forgiving each other just as christ god forgave you yeah 
that compassion is so important. Like it's it's almost yes. it, it it's connected with humility, right? It's the posture that we have in our lives. Yes, and it's not this um, you know lording over people, including right. the, the willingness to not forgive or the unwillingness to forgive. I should say, um, but but rather a humble servant. That's why I love Matthew eighteen. It, it speaks to so much of our really our posture towards God. Yes, and others. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's. It's just crazy because I think a lack of forgiveness really is evidence that somebody is so blinded by their pride that they don't understand how bad their sin stinks. Mm, yeah. You know, they, they walk into the room and go, oh, it stinks in here. My spouse forgot to wear deodorant. And the reality is everybody else in the room is like, oh, you stink so bad. Mm-hmm. But you can't, you know, you can't smell your own, you you know, you rarely can smell your own stink. And that's, that's the, right, I mean. Yeah, you're so used to it. You're, you're so, used, yeah. It smells like perfume. Exactly. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's your natural um, smell. Yeah. 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 I don't know when I stink, you know. Uh, exactly. People have to tell me. And yeah. I, I don't believe <laughs> it. Yeah. And, and to date, Kyla's <laughs> never told me I stink. So. <laughs> there you go. See. Yeah. It can't be, can't be me. Um, but I think that's, yeah. So. You get blinded, uh, you forget the gospel, and you forget that God forgives you daily, things you can't see. And then you sit there and you go, well, okay, you know, I'm not going to, you know. The thing is, uh, gosh, I, I kind of want to systematize this answer a little bit. So mm, let's talk yeah, a little bit right. about some of the, uh, some of the, do we want to talk about what, let's talk about some of the errors that we see people making. Sure, sure. And, and and then we'll we'll talk. Uh, um, I don't know the, the situational maybe or define it. Or well, do you want to start with definition. Or? So I wrote down four what I believe common errors. Okay. Now I do believe there may be more, but I saw four very common errors when it comes to forgiveness or a lack of forgiveness. Okay. Uh, you know what? As we were talking, uh, I found a fifth. Oh. Um. And they're all rooted in pride. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. I don't, we don't have any dun, dun, dun music on this thing, do we? Yeah. <laughs> well, now we do. No. That's, that wasn't it. That's scary. There we go. That is scary. But yeah. these errors are scary. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, five errors. Uh, okay. Uh, but don't do that again. Or, you know, so the person will say, you, you might say, well, why am I reconciled? Well, like I, I've forgiven them three to two times for this already. Mm. How many, you know, like how many times am I going to forgive this person? You know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Well, you know, the famous Bush there, you can't have a fool me twice. Right. Like they, they, you know, there's no, not to be a third time. Like at some point you draw, you know, Hey, you know, uh, how many times am I going to yeah. forgive this person yeah. for there's this a, action? There's a limit basically. You've, yeah. uh, you put a cap on forgiveness. Yes. Mm. So now that, you're saying that's wrong. Yes, I, I am. I am saying that's wrong. Um, now I will. I will. Let me caveat this too. Um, we we are talking about general ninety eight percent of life. Right. We're not talking about the two percent when we're starting to deal with addicts and some situations that require intense wisdom Mm -hmm. in, in it's still pursuit of reconciliation. Right. Okay. So if you just heard me say, well, there's a whole other way to deal with maybe somebody who has an addiction and reconciliation is not a part of that. No, that's not what I just said. Mm -hmm. I just said in general, in dealing with people and I, what I mean by addiction is not, Hey, they're addicted to a cup of coffee every morning. I'm talking about somebody who's robbing your family of hundreds of thousands of dollars because they're hooked on meth. Right. I'm talking about, you know, a spouse who's got an extreme sex addiction, student that's into is steeped in pornography or some kind of very life controlling addiction. Right. That is the manifestation of sin as it flushes out in the actions that ends up rippling into other relationships. Yeah. I mean, like the consequences of those actions are, 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 are really, really bad. I mean, yes. you're talking about like life changing bad. Yes. And. Gotcha. Now, for a Christian, we still pursue reconciliation. Yes. But we may not have time in this podcast to really kind of uncover what reconciliation in life looks with. Looks like with, with that. Yes. Yeah, okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. Because I already know. Yeah. Somebody will hear this and be like, 
what, what about yeah. like, I, I love anytime you talk, like I'm a principal guy. And so I like talking about principles, but, but the one thing I've learned in, in kind of talking about principles for 20 plus years of my life is you always have that one person that likes to bring up the like wacko view. Right. And you're like, I know we can all think of wacko views in life like that. That's like, that's just something we all learn how to do, but, but we need to learn to stop responding to reasonable balanced principles with wacko issues. There yeah. are though. I think Jesus, I think the Greek really, I think Jesus meant to say the wackos will always be among you. Right. Go seek to minister and to teach the reasonable spirit led people. Yeah. I mean, even if, even in those hard situations though, the act of reconciliation doesn't look much different in terms of, um, in terms of attitude, at least. Yes. Um, the prescription might look a little bit different because of the situation itself. But in the end, you, you have one party saying they've, uh, they've done, they're admitting to something they've done wrong. Yes. And you have another party saying, I forgive you. Yes. That's the, like, if you, you know, boil it down, right? Would you say reconciliation is when um, two people come together, one is forgiving and the other's um, admitting, you know, wrong done yes. and, and seeking forgiveness and reconciliation? Yes. But uh, let's get to the def. Yes. Ultimate, yes. yes. Because. Yeah, uh, but let's get let's get to that at post error. Okay. Okay. Because error number one is okay, but don't do that. That the streak, the three strike, what I call three strikes in your out formula, right? Okay. I've forgiven you three times for this. There's not gonna be a fourth. You spent money that you weren't supposed to use that credit card, you know, or or whatever, or um, you know. So. Uh, and I, I catch myself doing this to my kids again. You don't do that again. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you do that again, and you know. Yeah. It's like you, you're hoping that's going to actually change them, but that doesn't. It never changes. <laughs> it never changes. Never changes. Uh, I ca- yeah, I call that like um, the funny part is uh, adults, adults like our kids do that. Well, he's already done it twice. Why would I let him? Why would I let him for a third time? You know, and and so, well, listen, because Jesus said seven times 70. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, that that's a lot. And basically what Jesus says is innumerable. Mm-hmm. Like you forgive the guy innumerable times. Um, yeah. So I think the second error that, that we're prone to see is, uh, well, he's not really sincere about his repentance. Ah, okay. You know, he came to me, but he's not sincere. That's an interesting one. Yes. Because uh, I, I feel like I can feel that, that the anguish of a person when the – other part, you know, maybe maybe here's a situation like they, they, they were caught and now they're seeking forgiveness. I don't know. Is, is that what you're talking about or something a little bit different? Well, um, yeah, but but even then, like um, maybe somebody's caught and then says, oh, you know what? Just forgive. Will, will you forgive me? Yeah. And there may be this kind of like, wow, that's a pretty like flippant attitude. But they're, they're like, and I think what, what I'm going to, we'll talk about here in a minute is, is it your job to determine the requester's uh, sincerity behind the statement? Gotcha. It's not your job, basically. It's not your job. Okay. Well, and that's the thing, too. Like, well, it, you know, if they were sincere, they would have been crying in tears. And maybe they're not a crier. Mm. You know, I mean, I can, sometimes when I'm really remorseful, and mourning, I don't cry. I mean, is that like, so if crying is evidence of like true, genuine remorse over sin, mm. then scripture failed us by one, not mentioning the act of crying being a part of that. It does talk about, mm-hmm. right, the sincere desire to be reconciled. Yeah. Well, if you can't cry, you can always rend your shirt. Just rip it into you. Know? Oh, that's true. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you yeah. Can, yeah. So I, yeah, that's true. I could go Old Testament. <laughs> Tore his clothes. Ashes and... Yeah. I don't even think I can rip my shirt anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know, so the, the whole, like, well, I didn't feel like he was really being sincere when he asked for forgiveness. Yeah. Oh, okay. Why? Well, because, you know, he's done it three times. Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Usually there's, there's like, more to it. Mm-hmm. But, honestly, every time I've ever heard that and you peel back the layer, what's, what's really underneath there is pride, not a genuine concern for this person being sincere or not. Mm. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Cause ah, there's so much to, to talk about. I like, guess, 
you know, the attitude of the person that's forgiving, right? It's like, it's not necessarily that you want to be, that you, you, you feel like you're owed something. I think the, the ultimate concern should be their relationship with Jesus Christ, right? Like yes. you, you actually care about that person. And like, if they're not forgiving, there's something even more detrimental uh, in their life. Uh, than you being honored by their, right? Yeah, uh, amen. Like, seriously. Like, well, but I don't think they're sincere towards me. Well, if you're not sincere, then, and I kind of like, but you're asking me for forgiveness, I'll grant you forgiveness. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to pray, Lord, they're in a dark place. Mm-hmm. Help them. And at that point, if you're actually even aware that they're not sincere, you know, I might even forgive them but then say, brother, how do I help you? Right. Yes. And so I think that's the thing. We lose the servant mindset because it's, well, he did this to me yeah. to it. When the to me becomes more important than the other person's walk with Christ, you have dropped humility and pride has crept in. Right. And, it, and you're on the path to destruction because mm-hmm. you're haughty spirit. You're arming your haughty spirit. You're here. Oh. Let me give you a bigger weapon spirit. That's you, so good. Like pride, pride man, you know? Yeah. Yeah, well, and again, back to Matthew 18, if, you, if, you, if, if you're thinking about, um, our, you know, our cornerstone's definition of humility is servanthood, right? It's yes. like, and that's really what it points to in that first section of, of Matthew 18. Yes. Um, gosh, what is it? What does that part talk about? Um, uh, about children and just having that mindset of a child. Yes, having a childlike faith. Childlike faith, right. Yes. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's. It's that pride and humility, and humility looks like this. Well, what does it look like? I want to serve you, Jesus. I want you to, uh, wor- your my, your worship to Jesus is more important than than even my honor. Yes, because His honor is greater than my honor. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the that's the problem with it is the repentance genuine, right? It's the three strikes and you're out thing. The three strikes thing. You've created your own criteria for determining forgiveness and non forgiveness, or when you've and you're ignoring God's criteria. The, the sincerity issue is, again, uh, you have become more important than the other person's walk with Christ. Hmm. You know? And the reality is I can forgive an insincere person. And later in our relationship, if they're kind of bringing it up in a boastful way, I can use that in a humble way mm-hmm. to talk about. You know? Now, if you're going to be brash enough to then kind of boast about your insincerity, uh, in front of me, then, then I'm going to, I'm going to use that opportunity as a question of, Hey, you know, I granted you forgiveness. Why would you be brash about that? Mm-hmm. Or why, why be boastful about that? But I honestly, I don't know very many people that would, that would do that. I think people that are brash or brash or insincere in their asking for forgiveness tend to just sweep it under the rug and move on. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so that was number two, not yep. sincere. So another error, being offended uh, uh, being offended for something you probably really shouldn't be offended for. Ah, this one is so... Yes, uh, if, I, if I... Look, I'm going to... I'm gonna. There's, there's an elephant in the room on this one, and I'm going to drop it. Uh, there is a generation of people that has a stereotype on social media for being super easily offended by everything. And the only thing I can say is at some point you got to realize not everybody in the world thinks about you to the degree that you think about you. And sometimes things are in, in fact, probably not sometimes, probably more than sometimes things are innocuous and they're not meant to be taken personally. Mm. Yeah. And that's fair. Yeah. You know, well, I didn't like that little joke, and I'm not talking. I'm not talking about a crass joke. I'm not talking about you know uh, a rude joke. I'm not talking about a joke that that's racist or sexist in nature, or vile in nature, or disgusting in nature. You know, something innocuous, and the person's offended by the joke. Or uh, I only say joke because that's the most common one I see. Right. Uh, every now and then, I'll you know you'll see one where I mean, what, I don't know. Do you have any other examples of this? Off your head? Um, sometimes, in you know when you're when you're in a group of or well, here's a, a simple example: a visitor walks in and no one said hi to me. We always use that. Oh um, yeah. You know, it's it's innocuous, like, uh, and little did they know that the person next to them was actually a guest as well. Yeah. So they kind of made a judgment call judgment call they were they were offended when 
in reality, it's like, uh, well, no, that you mis you mis it's a misunderstanding of a circumstance that they've interpreted to be offensive. Yeah, that happens a lot. Oh, it does, and in their mind, the church sinned against them by not greeting them. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and it, I mean, weird things happen on Sunday morning. Yes. I can have every intention to say hi to six people that I see, and sometimes Sunday morning, one person in God's providence. Needs all of that time before the service. Right. And you go, okay, Lord. So I, I, yeah, I dropped trying to actually reach, like, I dropped that kind of like, hey, I'm, I'm going to make sure to do these three things because I, I just realized no matter what I try to do, it never happens. So I kind of took the, hey, whoever's in front of me. But if you were on the flip side of that, you might think I intentionally ignored you. Well, it's not, I didn't intentionally ignore you. Mm-hmm. It's that there were three other people in front of me that day. And I, I did my, I, I had to focus on who was in front of me. Like it's not a, you know, it's not a personal. Yeah. Right. I think in family though, family, this gets bigger because in family, people get offended by other family members sometimes for things that are like, you know, you hear about it, especially if you're kids, mm-hmm. you hear it from your kids and you're like, wait a minute, you're offended by what? Really? Because he put his feet there, his feet that aren't touching you. <laughs> his feet that aren't even looking at you. You just don't like that his feet went there. Like you got offended by that, you know? Uh, but unfortunately, even in adults, it happens the same way. Wow. You know, we're at the Thanksgiving meal and ah, gosh, uh, my uncle just, oh, he hates God. And I was so offended that he hates God. And, and you're kind of like, so your uncle's an unbeliever. Yeah. And what in his unbelief made you think he was going to honor mm. God? You know, like he by the, by nature suppresses the truth and unrighteousness. Why, why are you offended that he like mocked Jesus? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and, and you know, and at that point, well, until he asked me for forgiveness. Oh, yeah. here's my other favorite one. Uh, well, they this one will get me in trouble. But uh, I'm offended they kneeled for the flag. Hmm. I yeah. Uh, okay. Uh oh. Like did, getting political here. Yeah. Did they did, <laughs> did they sin against you right. for expressing their law-protected rights Mm -hmm. in America to kneel for the flag. Mm. Did they sin against you? No, they didn't sin against you. Like, whether I I believe you should kneel for the flag or not, Mm -hmm. honestly, that it doesn't matter what I believe. And so if you just heard that and you think I'm pro-kneeling for the flag or anti-kneeling for the flag, I actually didn't answer that because to me that's not an issue that I want. That's not a hill I'm going to die on. Right. Um, You're just not offended by it. I'm not offended by it. Mm-hmm. It's their right to do that under the laws of the United States. Whether I think it is the smart approach in handling their issue politically or not is not the question. Right. I'm not offended by it. They don't owe me an apology. They don't need to come to me and ask for forgiveness. They did not sin against me. Yeah. You know what? They're, and, hey, you know what? I'm glad we live in a country. I'm glad. Look, I've read enough Russian History at this point to know, I'm glad we don't live in Russia in the 1970s or 60s. Right. Well, you know, that, that the, the offensive uh, persona, I feel like, is kind of the stereotypical, like, Christian yeah. perception from uh, from the other side. Or at least, like, on TV, right? Like, Christians easily get offended. Mm-hmm. And, like, as if we ha- we need to defend God. Yes. Um, and I don't think we need to defend. I think we need to, st- we need to stand, st- you know, stand firm yes. for our faith. And when called upon, defend it. Yes, but I don't think we need to jump or you know run out there fight every you know you know um, yes God uh, offensive language out there. Yes, I agree. Sense. Yeah, so I agree. And I I think I mean I I used to do that when I was younger. Yeah, it was it's it's a sign of I think it's fairly a sign of immaturity. I think. Yeah, I think so. And, well, and you're excited about the truth, and you yeah. want other people. You do. It's understandable. Yes, you that do. you would get offended. Yeah, and you want people to believe. Yes, you just don't. You, you maybe don't understand that Romans one nineteen. So yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of a like. Um. Yeah, I mean, youth sometimes and a lack of f- a fuller understanding of humanity, but being offended doesn't mean you're upset. If you're like, Oh, I'm super upset. You know, maybe, maybe before you decide that person sinned against you, mm-hmm. uh, ask yourself, was that a sin? Uh, and if you're not sure, or if you're easily, if you find yourself in life, always offended, let's do this too. 
if you're the kind of person that's always offended by everything, uh, or if you're not sure, uh, text or call one of your elders and say, hey, is it a sin if somebody does this? Yeah. And let us say yes or no. And if the answer is no, then that's the time to go, wait a minute, why am I so offended? Hmm. Maybe, maybe, my, maybe I don't have a servant mindset in this situation. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's important in the discussion of uh, reconciliation because if you're offended, you're thinking, well, we need to reconcile. So you go, hold on. Yeah. Before you even, like, you know, escalate this to the next level, uh, think about your offense, you know, the, uh, think about being offended and whether or not that is a legitimate offense, a sin against you. And even if it was a sin, um, you know, was it an innocuous sin that actually needs to be addressed to the other side? Because sometimes it means like, uh, well, I don't know. I guess if it's a sin, you're assuming it's intentional or something. Yes. But see, so if it's innocuous, I wouldn't say that's necessarily he sinned against you, right? Yeah, innocuous is harmless, right? right? So in other words, what if I were saying, hey, I think you did it innocuously, in my mind, you know, what you have is somebody doing something and it's an unintentional, you know, every now and then somebody cuts me off on the highway and then you kind of look up and they, they kind of look and like wave and you could tell, Oh, they, this person didn't look in there. You can blind always spot, tell yeah. them this is not a blind spot looker. And then they realize what they did and yes. they kind of go like, sorry. That's oh, and it's like, way. yeah. And it's sorry. like, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know? And so, you know, you're in the car and you realize, Hey, look, I, it stinks that I just got cut off. But on the flip side, I do realize this person made a genuine mistake. It wasn't like they looked in their blind spot and they were like, it's him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think there's a big difference. Right. Right. Yeah. And in genuine, genuine, uh, genuine, <laughs> genuine. Generally, I would encourage you to assume innocuous motive before you assume nefarious motive. Okay. That's fair. That's, and that's helpful because then you're not, um, because if you, if you don't do that, if you're yeah. not compassionate, tolerant, and um, the kind of attitude that wants to serve them, then you're going to take that offense and you're going to escalate it. You're going to get angry yep. for no reason. Yeah, and bitter. Bitter, yep. yep. Resentful. Yeah, and love and, believes the best. Yes. It, it may be that somebody did something that you vehemently dislike. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, somebody may be like, hey, I have no problem with the Washington Redskins name. And somebody's like, I'm offended that you're not offended. Well, mm-hmm. th- this person may have no idea the history behind the name. And when they hear the name, they may not even think about the things that you think about to be offended by the name. And again, this is not my commentary on the name. It's just a good scenario. And the better thing is to just, you know what? I'm going to assume the best about this person and just, you know, hey, they, maybe they don't understand. Right. You know, rather than you offend me by not being offended, you know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, that's a that's a great. I mean, that's really a discussion on like, you know, how to love people. Yes. Um, we should that should that feels like that's a future podcast. No, I, the, it's so funny because, you know, I read uh, that Strzok book, uh, Leading with Love once a year. And uh, a lot of that's because I really feel like for the longest period of my time, I, I didn't know how to love people. And uh, I don't, I don't, I want to be better. Uh, I don't ever feel like I love people as, as, as well as they, they deserve to be loved uh, based on my knowledge of the gospel. And so one of the things that I always think about is the more I understand love, the more I understand reconciliation. And the more I understand reconciliation, the more I understand love. Because there is a believe the best. And now that love covers multitude of sins. It's interesting when Peter says that, um, I don't necessarily think what he was trying to say is that if you love people, you will cover a multitude of sins. I think he's saying the result of a loving community is that there are sins that get covered Mm -hmm. because people end up being gracious to each other. Right. And they end up being long suffering and patient. And they, they, you know, they kind of, to to use the, the American proverb, they kind of just let it roll off their back. Yeah. You know, they have thick skin and you know, you know what? And that's one thing I, I love about talking to my grandma is grandma's generation. You know, she's 90, 94, 95 grandma generation kind of just says has a off the back. Mm. And then when I look at the, 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 uh, the, the certain generation that goes before the Falcon in star Wars, when I look <laughs> at that generation, 
You know, they don't let things roll off their back. It's like, well, I just got that. Ra- I just got that <laughs> yeah, reference, yeah, by yeah. the way. It took me a second. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I love the <laughs> ship, but uh, yeah, uh, it's an aluminum falcon. Uh, yeah. You know, so you know, and my dog even isn't excited about that. So, uh, right, well, gosh, if we're offended by everything, I mean, it's just it's, again, it's pride, and it, that's why it goes in with right. If this were these little Venn diagrams, you'd have like. One circle would be humility, one would be love, one would be pride, and one would be the gospel of forgiveness. And these all overlap. These are all big issues. And and we're talking about that middle, you know, where all four of those circles connect. And we're, we're talking about that, where where that common ground is. So, mm. um, yeah. All right. So that's number three. Yeah. Being offended doesn't mean you were sinned against. Uh, another one is weighing sin. Weighing sin. Well, you know, I mean, I just told a white lie. Uh, I was just impatient with my wife. It wasn't like I committed adultery on her. Okay, so this is the other side. This is the person. This is either either way. Oh, it is. Okay. Or, well, do you know what he did to me? Do you know what she did to me? And then you hear it and you're kind of like, bro, let it go. Hmm. Well, she she snapped back at me. Oh, okay. Well, she snapped back at you. Yeah. Okay. Let it, let it go, bro. Like, it's okay. You know, she was curt with me. Let it go. Let it go. So, hmm. yeah, it's good. <laughs> wow. Wait, yeah. At this Sorry. point, Gino and I are checking our phones to yeah. make sure they okay. are indeed on silent. <laughs> like, whoops. whoops. Yeah, I don't even know. My All of a sudden, my phone started yelling out people's names when they called me. I, I, I forgot <laughs> you that You don't I, know what you did. Yeah, I'm not well, sure what I did. Every time I update my Apple, it's like, uh... Oh, your your playlist. We we went ahead and put that on shuffle for you. <laughs> and I'm like, I I like yeah. I created that playlist. Creating a playlist is an art. I have those songs in order for a reason. Yeah. You ruin it by your shuffle, <laughs> Apple. Yeah. Well, my my the, the newborn he he likes grabbing my um Apple Watch and like uh, like sucking on it, like chewing. And so I don't know. He maybe he changed. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe. I mean, you know. All right, yeah. sorry about that. Weighing yeah. sin, I think. We- <laughs> yeah, yeah, weighing sin, right? And so it's both sides, right? Where where somebody's like, you know, basically rather than understanding that all sin is devastatingly evil. So on your end, rather than being like, well, I mean, come on. I everybody everybody's impatient with somebody from time to time. Well, you know what? If right, why dig in when you could be like, "Hey, you know what? Please forgive me for being impatient with you." Right? I mean, there's this part of me that's like, it's silly to dig in because you think your sin is less than like, well, it wasn't like I committed adultery. Hmm. Well, you're right. You didn't commit adultery on your wife, but your really sharp, bitter tone is heinous before God and he died on the cross for it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. Like, why, why forgive? Why forgive on that one? Like, that's... To me, that's silly because uh, you, anytime you start weighing sin, that gets silly. Uh, now, that's not to say that some sins don't have a broader, rippling, devastating effect uh, as other sins. You know, being impatient with somebody tends to be, doesn't usually ripple as, as devastatingly as, as somebody that, you know, goes and spends all of their house's income at the Bellagio and loses it all playing roulette, like way different damages to those two sins. But on the flip side, they're both sins. They're both heinous. And Jerry Bridges, respectable sins was a good book to kind of draw that out. Right. Hey, here are some sins that we all think are respectable because we don't address them or bring them up. Mm. You know, like if you can't, if you have no self control, uh, not a problem. Usually if we're talking about, your dessert eating habits, Mm -hmm. a problem. If we're talking about your financial spending habits in your home and the way that it can affect your family. Mm. So these, these kind of things, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but they're all sin. And, and if, especially if somebody comes to you about it rather than, well, this is just a silly, this is, this is a silly issue. Well, it's a sin issue. And this person's come to you about it. Like, yeah. Yeah. God, I mean, Christ wasn't like, Hey guys, I'm only up here for the big ones. You know, the, the sin of impatience and envy and gluttony. I'm not up here for that one. I'm up here for, you know, adultery and, and lying to your boss 
and stealing from your work. Mm. You know, he's not up there, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, he's up there because of our nature. So Right, right. Yeah, yeah no, that's good. That's 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 important. Um uh, those those little things that we do that we, you know, the, those those respectable sins are are really they they do really tarnish our our, our character. Yes. Um even when we don't notice it. Yes. Um, especially with like coworkers, for example. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like if you say you're going to do it, or if, if you, you know, or, you know, don't be a, a, a lazy person, right? At work. Be, yes. Be a hard worker. Don't be that Christian that like, uh, you know, you're, you're doing anything but work because you think you're serving God. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. All right, so no, nah, the coworker one's big too because we do that at work. Well, the Jim does this at work, and uh, you know, but so when I sinned against him, it wasn't. I mean, he you should see what he does to me all the time. Yeah, you, know, you should see what he does. I shouldn't have to ask forgiveness because it was small and minor, and compared to what Jim does, you know, Jim's trash at work. You know, me, nice guy at work. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if there's. I don't know any Jims at work. By the way, so so no gyms were harmed in the uh, <laughs> in the examples this week. But uh, all right, and then uh, I think the last error that I see is well, they know better, and this this kind of goes a little bit with the three strikes and you're out one. But uh, I wanted to highlight it enough because it's kind of a big enough one that I'll give it its own little like category here. Uh, definitely see this one a lot, right? Well, they know better. You know, they did this, and they know better than me. So they, they know better. They shouldn't have done this because they know better. Hmm. Well, okay. You, like, they probably do know better. But uh, there's still a fallen human being who makes mistakes. Hmm. So, like, not get, not being graceful, uh, merciful towards those who should know better? Mm-hmm. That you, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, or even like, well, they know that's my pet peeve, and they did it anyway. Yeah. Well, the president like, of the United States should never act this way, unpresidential or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, yeah. Gosh, sorry. That was, that was the first thing. Gonna, that's the first thing that gonna, came to my mind. Yeah, we're gonna have some fun with that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the, the the they know better one again. The reason why that one's pride uh, is because it goes back to this. Uh, you're upset, especially in a husband-wife relationship. You're upset that your spouse did X because they know because your spouse knows better because you don't like what you don't like X. So, are you saying your spouse should have you in mind first and foremost before making any decision or any action? Again, is it possible that your spouse did X innocuously, not even like? nefariously trying to upset you, but just kind of was like, you know, Hey, maybe they got home, put their shoes in the logical place by the door. And then because they had to really go to the restroom bad and then got out of the restroom and their kids were there. And five hours later they were laying down to go to bed. And for you, the shoes are there. And this is like, Oh, I cannot believe you left your shoes there. You know better than to do this. Oh, will you please forgive me? Uh, you know better. I'm not, I'm done. Like, you know what I mean? And, and it's funny, the shoe example, this doesn't happen, by the way. If you've been in my house, you know that I put my shoes wherever and Kyla gave up a few weeks ago. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but you kind of hear this and you do realize, right, that you know what, the like, um, even even the shoe example does draw out the reality that we do this in relationships all the time where where we kind of just expect other people to know better towards me mm. you know yeah it's a, it's a very nitpicky like all these examples or this list um kind of hits uh the nail on the head with people with just the wrong attitude uh, in terms of uh, you know being offended easily yes. and yeah I think that's the case. Let me see. So number one, yeah, the person yes. who says don't do that, you know, but don't do that again. Or why did I write it this way? Uh, do that okay, again. but don't do it again. Oh yeah, yeah. three yeah. strikes and you're out. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I should put that. I should, I should list that as three. Yeah, strikes I like my out. three strikes and you're out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. three strikes, you're out. Three strikes. There's that one joke with the horse. Three strikes. 
Oh yeah, horse joke. I love horse joke. <laughs> so this guy is uh, gets married, and he's uh, uh, you know they they're gonna head west. So he gets the he and his bride get on their wagon, and they're they're taking the Oregon Trail, and they're headed west, and uh, they're walking along, and the the horse stops. Guy gets off the wagon, walks up to the horse. That's strike one. Starts walking again. About another five miles and the horse stops. Guy gets off the wagon, walks up to the horse, says, that's strike two. Horse starts walking again. About three or four more miles and the horse stops. Guy grabs his shotgun, gets off the, the wagon and push. Horse drops dead. And his young bride says, why, why, why did you have to kill the horse? <laughs> And he looks at me and says, that's strike one. <laughs> that's so, so bad. That is bad. That's so funny. Yeah, it is funny. And just, just for the record, we heard that joke in counseling at the seminary. There so you go. I yeah. won't tell you what we're prof throwing, said it. We're throwing it back at the prof. Exactly. It's not our fault. Yeah. I did. He made me do it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So sure. those are some, uh, well, those are what I'm going to call errors in, um, in reconciliation. Uh, at the end of this, uh, we, we, we're going to have to do a second one uh, if we're, unless we're going to either a second one or a really long one, but we'll probably do a second one because uh, the second one should be sponsored by some coffee. The first one was only sponsored by Perrier, uh, yeah. but we, I'm ready for some coffee. So here, here's, here's kind of how I want to summarize this one. There, these are common errors in reconciliation. And uh, at the end of this, where we want to go is we want to go to this that a lot of those errors exposed to that not only are people being selfish, but they kind of have the idea that reconciliation means to sweep it under the rug and never bring it back up again. And I think the wrong view of what it means to be reconciled with somebody, unfortunately, sometimes influences our actions because we don't want to keep having to deal with this with the same person. And now some of our examples are funny or lighthearted or, or kind of seem petty, but sometimes that's a big deal. I do not want to keep paying the bank $300 a month in overdraft fees because of my spouse's financial sin, right? You know, and at that point it's like, so I'm not going to forgive him. And the reason is the person in the person's mind sometimes is it's this cannot be swept under the rug. This is a serious issue. And so we want to address to, to reconcile does not mean to sweep it under the rug. It means to, to re, you're going to remember their, you're, you're going to remember their sin against them. No more. Mm-hmm. You're not going to hold it against them. You're not going to be, you're not going to like have anything over them. It doesn't mean that we might, it, uh, you might have to reconcile with somebody and still work with that person in his or her sin problem for, for a long time. Yes. Maybe a short time, but maybe a long time, you know? So, so reconciliation doesn't mean sin problem goes away. It just means you have peace between you, between both of you and you're, you're good. And so, uh, reconciliation is my job. And that, that's something we want to look at. It is my job to be, to reconcile and to be reconciled. So if I, so when we, the, the next podcast, we're going to look at this. I want to look at reconciliation as if no matter what this person does. And so because it's my job, I am going to do right before, before the Lord's eyes, regardless of what the other person does. And if I accept the responsibility to be a reconciler and to, to be at peace with people and to pursue peace with people, then these errors are not going to come in at all. Mm. So yeah. I think, I think uh, we, we have two choices. We can take this to a two-hour podcast uh, or we can just do this in a two-parter and, and out of grace for everyone, uh, we will probably release both parts uh, today and tomorrow. All right. Sounds good. Is that fair? Yeah. All right. Well, listen, uh, until the next time, there are some errors in reconciliation. And next time, literally for Gina and I is going to be in about 20 minutes when we finish brewing another cup of coffee. All right. See you then. Love you.